the Beatles once sang, How do you do what you do to me? How do you do this? Although with so many things, I think there is a slightly different question. Why do you do this or that? Why do you do it? Or why did you do it? I remember an episode of Father Ted, so often something that I go back to. It's the season of Lent. They are deciding what to give up for Lent. But rather than a spiritual exercise, it becomes, to quote Father Ted himself, a giving things up contest. Another island is giving up this, therefore they must give up this and do better to win the contest. They have to do one better than the others. The reason for giving things up was completely and utterly lost. But it can happen to us in so many different ways with so many different things. A couple of decades ago, saying that makes me feel old, of course, I was going along to many Reading Football Club matches, home and away. I say many, I actually mean every single one, home or and away for about two years or so, I think. Every single match. Why was I going? A combination of two things. Firstly, I'd done so many matches without missing one that I had to keep that run going and get more matches and more matches and more matches and more matches. And also, there was pressure from someone else that I had to go. I had no choice. I was told I was going. I needed to do it. Actually, thinking about that, there's a third reason as well. The 92 club going to every football ground in the league you get to a certain proportion of it, and you think, well, I want to complete the set. Of course, now I've been to less than ever because various clubs have moved ground, and so my number goes down. But going for the sake of going, going because someone else wanted me to, going to try to complete the collection of grounds, nothing about going to support the team or because I enjoyed it. In fact, was there any enjoyment? Any sense of enjoying the atmosphere, the matches, or anything like that? By the end, no, not really. It was, in in all honesty, a chore that needed to be done. Reading today's Gospel reading, with reference to the purity laws and traditions, made me chuckle a little bit after this last 18 months of the pandemic. Obsessive hand-washing. Sound familiar? Criticism of people not washing their hands. That sounds familiar as well, a bit. In the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, we hear there is nothing new under the sun. And today's gospel definitely suggests that. Why are we, or why should we be anyway, obsessively hand-washing today? Is it because we've got a tradition of needing to hand-wash all the time, and that tradition's all that counts? 
No, of course not. It's COVID. I suspect or hope we all know that. It's being done for a reason. Trying to avoid us catching and passing on a nasty virus which can make people very ill or worse. The hand sanitization routines are there for a reason, not just because we've always done it. In the gospel, though, we hear something quite different. There are those who are obsessed by the laws and the associated traditions. They have always been kept. They should always be kept for the sake of keeping them because the tradition has built up around them and this is what you do. The important thing is we do the rules like this, nothing else. This is the tradition. This is what we've always done. This is what we always will do. End of story. To go back to football, I'll go to the next Reading match because I've been to the one before that and the one before that and I've always gone, I always will go, therefore I'll always be there. What, looking at yesterday's 4-0 defeat, I'm really glad I'm not in that situation now. In church, of course, we have many traditions We are reminded of this in a church which has been standing on this spot for so many hundreds of years. We gather here to celebrate the Mass, the Eucharist, the Holy Communion in a way which would be recognized by people who lived hundreds of years ago. This is what we do. But it is not just a mindless ritual. We are surely not just doing it because we've always done it like this. We come here to worship, meet with, and be fed by Jesus. In the gospel, we are pointed towards something deeper. Holiness. Something within us. We are invited to become more holy more like Jesus, we are invited to change. As a priest of the Sodality of Mary, I am regularly reminded that one of the aims of the Sodality is for priests to become more holy, to grow in holiness, because the world needs holy priests. This means acknowledging my own weaknesses, my own failures and through that recognition desiring to change desiring to grow and surely that is an aim for each one of us in our own situations lay or ordained growing in holiness I'm reminded of the hymn purify my heart refine us fire My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy, set apart for you, my master, ready to do your will. This gospel today invites us 
to strive for holiness. Reminding us that in the end, what matters is not rules or traditions, even those that do help our faith, but rather hearts that grow in holiness, lives turned more towards Jesus. If it is in the heart that all these bad things can come from, it is in the heart also that true conversion can happen as the love of God grows in our hearts. We go back to hand hygiene again. It is an attitude of caring for others, of wanting others to flourish in their lives. It is an attitude of love from deep in the heart. May our primary focus be not on rules, nor on traditions for the sake of traditions, but on the heart. May our focus be for our hearts to grow in holiness. And through this, may our lives and the lives of others and the lives in the world be transformed through the power of Jesus' love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.